Hi everyone, welcome back to our playground. I am so excited you're joining me today for the final episode of 2022. This year has gone by so insanely fast, but I'd say it was one of the best years of my life and that's just summing it up in one sentence. If you noticed, over the last three weeks or so, I have not been uploading episodes like normal and let's just say ever since I started the show almost two years ago, I've never missed an episode and to kind of just take a break and step back has been really good for me and it has helped me become more inspired and I'm so excited for 2023 and all the episodes that are coming. That said, today's guest is Shira Bennard, who is the co-founder and CEO of Nightcap a brand that makes drink spiking prevention products. If you didn't know, drink spiking is something that happens in nightclubs, bars, and parties, and mainly targets young women. Not only can drink spiking lead to hallucinations and blackouts, but it can also lead to sexual assault and robbery. Nightcap actually appeared on Shark Tank, and it's one of my favorite pitches. They actually scored a deal with Lori, and I highly suggest you go check it out if you haven't already. I'm a huge Shark Tank fan. They're loved by their community of over 400,000 on TikTok, Good Morning America, The Today Show, Forbes, and even personalities like Emma Chamberlain and Julia Michaels. In today's show, Sheer talks about how Nightcap came about through one of her dreams, what it was like going on Shark Tank at 17 years old, and why it's important to diversify your marketing strategy. We also get into the ins and outs of entrepreneurship, as well as what is currently in the works at Nightcap. I hope you love this episode as much as I do. It's such a good one, and I had so much fun talking with Shira. She's a wealth of knowledge, and it's so cool always getting to talk to young people and connect on a deeper level. Before we get into it, make sure you follow and leave a review because I want to know what you guys think about the show. It helps this podcast gain visibility, all that stuff. You can also follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Our Playground Pod to get all the updates, including when the next episode is coming out because you definitely don't want to miss it that said have a great rest of your year enjoy this episode now let's welcome shira onto our playground welcome shira to our playground i'm so incredibly excited to have you on the show today i remember when i first discovered nightcap on shark tank one of my favorite shows of all time um i was just so in awe by you know the way you and your brother pitched and kind of just like the whole business and how you came up with the idea and all that stuff so I'm really excited for all the listeners to get to hear your story and kind of how you've built your business and where it is today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah I came up with Nightcap in a dream after a friend of mine was roofied at the bar and uh, a couple weeks later I basically say I slept on it because yeah I thought of it in a dream and I woke up told my dad um, he really liked the idea and I saw the potential to save a lot of people from drink spiking and sexual assault. Um, so I created the first prototype out of my mom's pantyhose and a scrunchie from my room. Um, I was 16 and my brother was at school at FSU. So he came home and he basically picked up the product from from the dining room table at our house and he knew how bad drink spiking was and he really wanted to work on it because he knew there was um, a problem and there was no solution. So 
this became his full-time job. I was in high school and now we work together um, as partners. So four years later. I'm curious, were you and your brother like best friends growing up or were you like enemies? Um, I used to be like the annoying little sister. Still am sometimes, but um, I wouldn't say either. Like I feel like you know, my brother was four or he's five years older than me. So it was like a weird gap where I was in high school and he was away at college. Um, so it was kind of hard to be like really close, uh, but we weren't enemies um, only sometimes. And now we're like best friends. We work on the business together. And, you know, if we if we stumble upon something that we disagree on, it like really has to get settled right then and there because the next day you're, you got to work on the company and that doesn't matter. Yeah. So I would love to kind of get into what your childhood was like. You grew up in Florida. Were you entrepreneurial? Were your parents entrepreneurial? Honestly, no. Like my parents weren't entrepreneur like entrepreneurs. Um, I grew up in Florida and South Florida still live here today. Um, I don't really know like specifically what made me want. I think what it was is honestly, my parents worked nine to fives and I saw them working nine to fives and I knew I didn't want that from a very, very young age. So I was always problem solving and wanting to be my own boss and being a leader. Um, but I really just saw them go through things that I didn't want to experience. Not not crazy situations. I'm just kind of saying like I didn't I don't never liked being bossed around. Um, so yeah, I always had like an entrepreneurial spirit, and I think that might be where it came from. Yeah. So like when you had that dream at 16 to about this um like drink spiking i mean i think it's so interesting how you weren't even in college and this is where it happens with us most of the time how do you think like what led to that dream like do you have any pinpoints that you can tell us it's just crazy because obviously it came to me for a reason it could have come it could a dream could come to anyone and maybe it has but someone that dreams of a life-saving product is maybe doesn't act on it or do anything about it. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I guess it was just kind of my mind thinking about the situation that had happened to my friend and I was only 16 and I knew about the problem of drink spiking, which is really sad. Um, but I did know that it was like a common issue. So it wasn't like this happened to my friend and it was the first time I had heard of it. I, I knew about the problem and um, I guess my subconscious was just kind of like going and it, I don't know that the whole product just formed in my dream and it was just made. And I was like, I have to do this. I think that's so crazy like the universe can tell you so many things and like also I feel like the fact that you acted on it I think that was what made the difference yeah a hundred percent I mean I used to come up with a bunch of little ideas um 
but this was something that I felt obligated to do because I was like, well, this is something that's life-saving and there are no solutions for this. Um, so let's create one. And I just didn't let my age stop me. So, you know, when you think of a solution like that, it's like you run with it because it's just so, I just saw the potential and I, I, I know that it's not even fully there yet. And I want everyone to have nightcaps or drink covers and protect themselves literally everywhere because unfortunately it's something that we have to do. Um, and it's just crazy that something like this hasn't been invented before. And maybe that's cause it didn't have to be, but, um, now I think, I think it's something that everyone should have on them and it's it's a fun solution to a serious problem yeah i think that's what i love most about nightcap is the fact that it's it's not like a very like it's just it approaches the problem in a way that's creative and really accessible for people um so i would love to hear more about what went into designing the first like prototype and like the first iteration because i'm sure the first version is not what it is today. So the the very first prototype I designed it and it was like looked like a sock over a cup basically with a scrunchie around it. But um after that we hired a seamstress to create a couple more prototypes for us and honestly the the first like four were just made out of like uh, leotard material and socks um, that the seamstress had laying around. So they had like weird patterns on them and designs and stuff. Um, but the only difference really was we were just deciding if the pocket should be on the inside or the outside or stuff like stuff like that. Um, but it really is pretty, it's pretty similar to like the first original thing we had. It, some baby fixes and um, things like that, but no drastic changes. And then, I mean, I we didn't really um, know we were going to expand and have other products either. So now we have like a keychain and um, stickers, and we're coming out with um, things for beer, book cans and bottles, and um, we're just expanding. So it's really exciting. Yeah. So how did you market this product? Did you share with your friends, your family, or did you like go right ahead to like social media? Sorry. We went straight to social media and I don't think we realized the capacity that social media would like what it would do for us, but it has done so much. And it, I'm so grateful that social media is, you know, exists because I think without it, it would be much harder to get the word out about this product and to make it like a fun, cool, trendy product that people want to use. Um, so TikTok is mainly where we get the most of our our um, sales and and people and brand awareness, people finding the product and everything. Um, we kind of started doing that on accident because we just made TikToks and then they suddenly went viral and we were like, oh, wow, we're actually, you know, people are buying these. Um, but now we just kind of repeat those same kind of things. So I took over the content space for the business and we just create like 
couple videos every day and put them out and I try to show like what I'm doing and behind the scenes of the business and show transparency and kind of like create like a friendship with whoever's watching. I like how you said friendship because I feel like now we're seeing this new wave of brands and creators that are really focusing on that community aspect because at the end of the day when like with social media it's like your own little group of people and so I read that through TikTok you guys actually earned 1.6 million dollars in sales from your TikToks um and can I can you kind of like dive into more of like what exactly you think led to that yeah um that was a business insider article they took that number from i don't know i honestly i don't know how they how you track that um we've done four million dollars in sales so uh i don't know what what the number is now about like how much came from tiktok but i think that uh, the product itself is something that you see and you have to stop scrolling because you're like, what is that? Um, it's very out of the ordinary and people want to know like what's going on, like what just came out of that scrunchie. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I think it's a lot of the product itself being just like, a, Oh, how did I not think of that kind of thing? And, um, I think when I create contact content, I really try to kind of like picture it as if I'm the, if I'm watching the video. So like, what would I want to see and what would I want to know? And just because it's me, you know, I go through my day to day and I don't really think that some of the mundane things are that cool, but what I tell people, cause I consult people for TikTok too. And what I tell them is, who do you look up to and what do you wonder about them or their daily tasks? Um, and kind of like answer that for your audience. So if you're curious about what this person does, what this person eats for breakfast, go make a TikTok about what you eat for breakfast. Um, and just stuff like that, like, because you never know what people are interested in and, um, it just shows transparency and, you know, I said friendship before, but it, it really does create a relationship and build community with the people watching. Um, and it's so nice to have that too, because now that I'm building this community online, it's like so much support from people and ideas and people just wanting to be a part of it. And, um, spread awareness about nightcap so it's all just freaking awesome (laughs) yeah i think i think that's all valid and i think also like when people can like apply themselves not just like with the product but with you know the people behind it or like the stories Mm -hmm. or like you know experiences around nightcap it's like wow like maybe i should try this out for myself so you guys went on shark tank obviously that was a big part of how a lot of people, you know, found out about your brand. So um, you guys pitched yourself to Shark Tank. Is that correct? The process was really cool. Um, It was a really long process, like from applying to airing. 
but it was so worth it. And it was like the coolest thing I've ever done. But it's, it's funny because people ask me like what it was like. And it's like, I only really remember a couple things from being in the tank because you really just like black out and forget what went on in there. Um, it's freaky. It is freaky. And um, luckily, you know, they made us look really good. And we, we um, got a deal with Lori and that's what we wanted. So it was awesome. Um, you know, before the doors open, it's really scary. And then there's no actual like music playing, you know, when you walk down the, the thing, it's just so funny. Um, but it was just like a surreal experience. Cause I used to watch that show when I was little and I used to be like, Oh, I, I could do that. I could go on that show. And I did. Yeah. So when you were like in front of the sharks, how did you kind of like, was it like, so I've listened to other people talk about their experiences on Shark Tank and they all say like, it's much longer than like what they show you. Like it's like an hour or more long and yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you could be in there for like two hours, um, but we were in there okay. for like 30 minutes uh, yeah. So yeah. now that after you got that deal with Lori, kind of how has she kind of been, you know, how has she helped the brand in terms of like growth and all that stuff? Lori, the, the best thing that I learned from Lori is brand branding. Um, so, you know, when you're like walking around a store, what's really what pops out to you? the most and why, like, why does it stand out so much? So like our logo and, um, our slogan, it's like, it needs to catch your attention. And, and she helped us do that. She helped show us like what colors and fonts and all that fun stuff. Um, and what, like what that stuff means and how to, how to attract your customers, um, which I thought was really interesting because I didn't really, I, I knew I liked branding, but I didn't really understand what to do with it, I guess. Um, but I just think the like branding is so fun. And she really opened my eyes to um, just like, I guess, human, like, I don't really know the word, but I just think it's so cool how we're attracted to certain things and and um, like what makes us like certain colors um, and what stands out the most. Um, I think a lot of companies like ha can have a really good product and maybe their branding isn't so good. So it kind of makes you unattracted to the, the product. But yeah, I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah, I'd say so too. So Thanks. you were 18 when you went on Shark Tank. You, so were you, you were still in high school, right? I was actually I was 17. I was oh. about to turn 18. Okay. Um, I was in high school, but I couldn't tell anyone. Oh. So, <laughs> so, so they like, actually, yeah. They had like no oh. idea you were like on it. No, I told all my friends that I was going away to a business trip. Uh-huh. And we went to Vegas to film the episode and 
um, I filmed that even before I went to college, which is crazy because I couldn't say a word there either. Like I was waiting like months and months to announce it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. Yeah. So being in high school, like, did you ever feel like you, did it ever feel hard at times to be in high school and then have this, you know, business that then you went on Shark Tank and all these things? I felt like too young to be doing all this stuff. So I, like looking back at when I started the company, it's like I had no idea what was going on. Um, and I think it all comes with trial and error. Like you just have to begin. No one's going to really know the answers. And your business professors and teachers, they're all teaching out of the same textbook. So everyone is given like a certain amount of knowledge. And they're after you graduate college, it's like, all right, here you go. Now it's time to begin and you're lost because nobody knows the right way to do anything and there is no right way. So I think that I was really just like in a lack of experience, um, not necessarily education, but experience, because I think the experience is what matters. And that's just, that just comes with being 16 and coming up with a good idea is you're just not going to know everything. So, yeah. And I think also, like, did you have, like, imposter syndrome at all when you first started? Yeah, I honestly sometimes still do. Not as much because I feel like I am working all the time. But um, sometimes I feel like when you have your own thing, your own company or anything of that sort, it's hard to um, not have imposter syndrome because you know that everyone else is sitting at a desk from nine to five and you feel like if you're not sitting at a desk from nine to five you're doing it wrong which is just not the case and you know if you get if you get it if you get the work done it doesn't really matter when you do it um which is something i've had to learn like i tend to like working at night like after everyone is home like from six to so on i work all day but i like to work at night too um but it it does feel wrong sometimes because my friends too, they're like, well, I have work. And I'm like, oh, well, why can't we do a photo shoot tomorrow? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it definitely comes with everything imposter syndrome. Yeah. What does a typical day look like for you? Typical day is always different, but um, usually checking my emails, what I start with, and then um, I make sure to create and post all of my content before like noon. Um, so that takes me like an hour to do. I, um, I've been working on a couple partnerships recently. So we're trying to get into music festivals and such. Um, I'm also working with a some influencer um, to launch something for next year regarding like self-love and self-care and self-protection. Oh, I might've said too much, but never mind. Um, <laughs> whoops. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Black Friday has been occupying a lot of my time. So I've been coming up with content for that too. Um, I take all the photos for our Instagram and create literally everything for that and our TikTok, um, and just like engaging with people and talking to people about 
next steps for things, um, doing podcasts like this sometimes. And, um, yeah, I, I love to also like, I post a lot in like Facebook group chats. I'm really active in like, um, the Boston area because everyone's getting roofied there. So, um, I check in with them a couple times a week. I'm like, Hey guys, how are we doing? Uh, anyone need any nightcaps? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always different photo shoots and creating is my favorite part though. Mm-hmm. And I also what would love to know, like who have been some of your inspirations and like mentors throughout this journey of yours, um, even like before you started Nightcap? It's a really good question. I mean, honestly, Lori watching Shark Tank, Lori for sure. I really like Sarah Blakely. She started Spanx and she was also a guest shark on the show. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's not one specific person, but right now I love like just following and keeping up to date with female entrepreneurs and seeing um, what they do and like their, their morals and, um, just like kind of observing like what kind of people they are and how they run a brand is really fascinating to me. Even like Khloe Kardashian and stuff like that. Um, Selena Gomez and, you know, all these celebrities have like crazy famous brands. And I just like, I'm so fascinated and curious about how they, market and market the brand and market themselves um, and kind of put that together. So yeah, I don't have anyone specific, but I wish I did. Yeah, no, I think I also agree with you. Like I love following, you know, people who, for example, like podcasters, I love following podcasters. And I I think it's also cool to see like how their person, like how your personal brand then connects to like your actual brand um like do you feel like you're two like do you have like two different like personalities like your nightcap self and then like your you know shira totally yeah i feel like (sighs) nightcap shira is just like business oriented but also me as a person like i thrive off of working and my career and that makes me fulfilled um but i love to like have fun with my friends and like just like laugh and you know enjoy life and then there's the other side where i'm always working but it meshes really well together and um it's it's really fun but um the I don't know. Sometimes it is like you want more of your personality to come out rather than your nightcap side or my nightcap side. Because, you know, if I'm like catching up with someone from my past and all they want to hear about is the company and nothing about me, I'm just like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What would your younger self say like or like feel if she saw like where you are today like we do ev- like when you were younger did you ever imagine anything like this the thing is i like this is exactly what i would would have like imagined like i this is exactly what i wanted 
but it's not what I imagined. Like I wanted to have my own business and I wanted to run it with my brother and I wanted to be on Shark Tank, but I never knew that it was going to happen. So my younger self would be like, no way. There's no way. I don't think she would believe me. Yeah. And I think like it's crazy how like life just like pulls you in that direction, you know, like all these different moments all lead to like the next thing. And it's just like it like all makes sense, you know, like when you look back. Yeah. And yeah. And that's why like any obstacle you face, it's like, well, this is gonna this is for a reason. And that's kind of how you should get through everything. Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned some stuff that you guys are working on with Nightcap. Um, Is there like anything that you can share with us that, you know, you're working on? Well, so I guess I could share this because it just released. um, But we just we're advertising in the podcast space now. So, well, this might be exciting for you because, you know, um, we just for the holidays basically so we'll have like about a month or so of this but we just started advertising on anything goes emma chamberlain's podcast yeah that is insane yeah and then um pretty basic do you know that one yes i love that show so those two are like the big ones we did two small ones but the the big one when i heard emma talking about it i i was like oh my god this is crazy that's incredible yeah Yeah. so that's also what I've been working on recently is just like meeting with um you know everyone I haven't met Emma but it it goes through people to get to her so it was so cool to hear her talk about it um and then we have like a couple new products coming out for like beer cans and beer bottles and um yeah I mean that's that's it for now I think yeah no I'm that's literally so cool that you guys are starting to use podcasts as like marketing because I think like that's what a lot of brands are starting to do um Mm -hmm. so yeah I think that's super exciting the my thought process behind it was um really because people think they know what the product is um a lot of people will come up to me and be like, oh, I didn't know it was a scrunchie. And I'm like, well, that's kind of like the whole point. So when you hear it in your ears, the drink spiking prevention scrunchie, it's like, oh, wait, what? Um, Instead of seeing it, because they might not understand the whole concept when they see it, but hearing it is a whole different thing and having it explained to you might, might be different. So that was pretty much why we did the podcast platform. Yeah, and I also think like, diversifying like the ways that you reach your customers I think that's also really important especially nowadays when people are like all over the place like some people like visual content some people like audio or like videos you know Mm -hmm. so to end off the episode I would love for you to share your best piece of advice for young entrepreneurs who you know, have these dreams who, you know, want to start a business, what would you say to them? For young entrepreneurs, like, just go for it because you never know what's going to happen. And you're young, like you really just, you have so much time and um, you shouldn't let anyone dictate what you're doing whether that's a friend or a parent or a boyfriend girlfriend 
like if you know you want to do something you have to do it you have to do that for yourself and that will probably be the best thing that you ever do for yourself is just listen to yourself and have let go of like the judgment of other people because that in the end is going to do nothing for you actually so um just baby steps and you know talk to a lot of people because people are actually really helpful <laughs> um and resourceful and whether that person motivates you or that person knows someone who can help you, um, just have conversation and let go of like all judgment of other people. And they're just remember like they're projecting. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's okay. I know I said that was the last question, (laughs) but like, I would love to hear like, have you experienced, you know, judgment from other people? Do you struggle with that at all? Um, are there, are there like people on social media who like, you know, talk bad about the business and all that stuff? I don't even care if people talk bad about the business online. Like if you're commenting on my TikTok, I don't care because they, they usually will comment hate and they'll be following me. But like outside of that, like, of course, there were people in the beginning who were like, that's so stupid. Like you should just use a drink tester. And I, I just knew in my head, I was like, you're just gonna just wait and watch like, and I still remember those people. And today they, you know, they come up to me, they ask me how it's going. I'm like, I remember when you said it was stupid. Um, but like judgment, of course, like when I started first posting on TikTok, I had no idea what I was doing. And um, social media is super, super challenging. And um, especially with TikTok and how un- authentic it is and how everyone on there is most people on there if you're not being true to yourself i just feel like it's damaging mental health in general and the filters are are um just not healthy and they make you want to like make changes to yourself and it's especially hard when you're trying to just promote a brand and and show who you are but you feel like you have to like have the freckle filter on oh my god like the look freckle at it. Filter. i'm like all right let's just remove all of these filters because it's not helping anyone but yeah i mean every day it's something something else so of course i go through it and that's just something that people have to work through Yeah, and I definitely think it's something people are starting to think about a little more, and I think it's definitely starting to go, I think, mostly in the positive direction. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Shira, for coming on the podcast. I'm so glad we got to meet. I got to learn more about you and all of your amazing tips and insight. And honestly, I cannot wait to see where Nightcap goes. I think the brand is amazing. I love what you guys stand for. And I'm so glad that you came on. Thank you so much. And I have to give you the trophy for best questions because you did awesome. Oh my gosh, I love that. Thank you so much. You really did because very good questions and things that people never ask me like about my childhood. That's just awesome. So. Yeah, I definitely do 
do my research before I meet with the guests just because I know usually they've been on podcasts before and like other interviews so I don't want to ask the same questions because I know it can get mundane yeah well thank you so much for having me Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Our Playground. If you enjoyed it and you love the show and you haven't already, make sure to follow and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. I really appreciate it. You can also connect with us on TikTok at Our Playground Pod and with me at Ali Fan with two N's. Once again, I'm your host, Ali Fan, and you are listening to Our Playground. <laughs>